Our Constitution, the foundation of our Republic, forbids it. The principles of our freedom forbid it. Morality forbids it. And the law I will sign tonight forbids it. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio, ladies and gentlemen, let's get Ready to rumble! Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why, Web? It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. I am Spud Goodman, and hopefully, you are the listening audience. You know, I, I'm taking a leap of faith uh, here that that they're. Is as I speak, in fact, a listening audience. Uh, Chick, uh, you can say hello now to hopefully oh. not an imaginary group of listeners. I'm pretty confident that our listeners are real, and there are hundreds of thousands of them hanging really? on our every word right now. Um, even I'm not going to buy that one. Really? Hundreds of thousands of listeners these days with all the options hundreds. people have for entertainment. It's not going to happen, all right? I'd settle oh, for... Oh, ye who have so little faith, so you must think positive thoughts if yeah. you expect yeah. positive things to happen. Well... Did you see that on a bumper sticker or a T-shirt? A bumper sticker on a VW right, bus on the way to the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can I share with the listeners the exciting news of my life right now? No, no. Can I, I can't keep it to myself in the what, next hour. What, so exciting. What news? <sighs> Did you finally get that vasectomy? Yeah. I mean, it's taking you long enough. How many years have you been talking about getting it done? Well, I was going to make an appointment. I was, but I got sidetracked with... This special trip I might be taking. You didn't actually contact him, did you? I mean, you're, are you serious about I this? I did, but I'm not getting any younger, and it's now or never for me. If I want to take a trip to the moon, then I have to act and not just sit and dream about it. You want to be an astronaut at your age. Uh, huh. You can barely drive a car. How many tickets have you gotten in the last five years? Besides parking tickets? Not that many. I've had some bad luck. Besides, driving a car has nothing to do with space travel. It's not like I have to deal with a tight parking lot space in my parents' Cadillac or I, knowing you can get a what? ticket for going too slow in the fast lane. I can't believe this company is letting just anybody go to the moon. They don't. It costs 250,000 smackaroos. That cuts out all the coach riffraff from first class, don't you think? And on this one, I'm going to be in first class for once. Oh, really? So how do you propose to get your hands on $250,000? You can barely go eat at the Sizzler with me on Saturday nights. Sure, I could never afford a ticket on Virgin's Galactic Space Flight right now. Yeah. But I was reading this article in an Us magazine about a Kickstarter deal. A yeah, bunch of Hollywood actors are using it to raise money right? for movies. Okay, the guy from Scrubs, Zach Braff, I guess pulled it off. And that oh, Veronica Mars chick, Kristen Bell did it. Big but star. Why would anyone want to give you money? A total unknown. What could you offer anyone? I may not be able to produce a major motion picture like those big Hollywood stars, but I can do a travel video. Maybe post it on YouTube when I get back. I bet a lot of people would kick in 25 bucks a piece to make sure this happens. And speaking of Hollywood stars, Brad and Angelina, Tom Hanks, Stephen really? Hawking, 
Levine, Ashton Kutcher, and also Katy Perry. Katy freaking Perry, Spud. I want to sit next to one of them at least on the way up. Yeah. Well, they say a sucker's born every minute, so I guess it's possible. Yep. You do know, though, you're horrible with the camera. Yep. Have you thought about how tough it's going to be to shoot with no gravity? Nope. Didn't you see that stupid movie? I'm going to have to rent one of those Steadicam rigs so it won't look like my other videos. I'm not stupid, Spud. Maybe our friend Bernie could help us. If people pay good money to help me take this trip through space, then I have to give them a decent product. Okay, Mr. Scorsese, uh, hold that thought, all right? Right now, I need to intro a song for everyone's listening pleasure. Here's something from way back in, like, 1980. Here are the visible targets with Just For Money. All right, I guess they're telling me we have a call. Please welcome actress, comedian Caroline Ray to our show. Caroline, how are you doing? 
I'm good. I'm excited to, uh, you know, it's a big deal. I, I don't even think I've said this out loud, but um, I'm, I'm decided to go to this club this weekend because it's uh, the 10th anniversary of my 40th birthday, and oh. I wanted to be doing stand-up. So um, I need everybody to come because it's my uh, birthday. There you go. Well, you will be appearing at the Laughs Comedy Spot in Kirkland, Washington, t- tonight. So, uh, yeah, well, that's that's good to know the audience will get a heads up then that it's a special evening for you. All right. <laughs> ah, I can't even believe it. Yeah. What's your birthday? I'm very into uh, astrology. There was a guy in the audience once, and I said, when is... Um, <clears throat> I go, what, what sign are you? And he said, it was in Atlanta, and he goes, I have no idea. And I'm like, I go, how old are you? And he goes, 55. And I'm like, in 55 years, no one has ever mentioned what sign you are? And he's like, I think I'm a Libra. And I was like, hmm. and then I was like, I knew he didn't say liberal because I was in Atlanta. And um, right, so right. I said, I said, I go, a Libra. Did you read about that in a horoscopy book? Because I thought you were a Gamini or a Pichez. Um But I'm very, I'm very into astrology. What sign are you? Well, I am the, uh, I am the a-hole sign, the Virgo sign. So I guess I'll let it go at that. <laughs> Virgos, they have such self, low self-esteem about their sign. Yes, yes. Uh, anyway, all right. Well, hey, I got to ask you this. You hosted uh, a really big time daily hour talk show a few years back what was the best and worst thing of that gig because you know, i used to do like a half hour show weekly and i was crispy from that how how, how uh, difficult was the grind you know what david letterman is the only person who was honest with me who told me before because i was on his show before i started it and mm-hmm. he goes you will never be as tired in your entire life as you will be doing that show i mean i can't believe he's i understand why he's retiring and he's done it for so long um i had to get up at like 5 30 in the morning and it was so constant and nonstop, and uh, it, it was it was exhausting. But um, the best part were, you know, like I got to sit with Christopher Reeve. I got to do the tango with Al, um, with Robert Duvall. All right. Well, you played on Hilda, on Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, for like seven years. So just to get the record straight, no such thing as witches, correct? I'm pretty sure, but you know, just wanted to double check with you. Why? What do you mean? There's no such thing as witches. In in what way? Like in a Wiccan way? Uh, I mean, well, yeah, I guess. I guess if you. I mean, there's no such witches like we were. Well, you know, I mean, what, I, you know what I really wish. Like, on, if I was still on Sabrina, my birthday would just be um, 550. Um, I got to ask you this question. Now, you were on the, the the first host of The Biggest Loser on NBC, and I, I can't explain why that show has hooked me over the years. Maybe not so much now, but in the first few years when you were on, and a few years after that, did you ever have any uh, issues or anything with the dominatrix Jillian at all? Was she there? when you were there? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> the dominatrix, Jillian. You know what? <clears throat> Don't forget, like, I've, I've been on, um, I hosted a reality show, and then I've also been on a show with three witches and a talking cat. Yes. And I would say that that was much more reality-based than the reality show. <laughs> oh. You know. That's off the record. Yeah. No, I, I think Jillian is like, you know, the bionic woman. She, she, she has a need and passion for people to be in shape. She's got like the perfect gig, you know, and and I think actually dominatrixes make really good trainers. <laughs> That's probably true. Do like when craft services delivered their lunches and dinners or whatever, did, was she like a like a food Nazi and telling people to drop the fork and stuff? Not not so much contestants, but I'm talking about staff and everything, crew, gaffers. No, never saw her eat. Sorry. Okay. All right. Never mind. All right. I just just crossed my mm-hmm. mind. You're a native Canadian, correct? And that's not an accusation. That's that's a fact, correct? 
that's actually a plus. That uh, is, yes, uh, yes. I, I, yes, yes. And don't so, forget, we have all the oil, and someone yeah. will, you know. Rub it in. Fine. Go go there. Yes. Uh, no, that's fine. And the gold. Yeah, because you guys are really shy. Yeah, you know? yeah, we are. We're demure. As um, Canadians, we are, I always said, we'd be if we had a national rally, we'd be chanting, we're number two. We're number two. Except in hockey, uh, right? Right. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, you also host right. a TV show there titled, this is what I want to get at. It's titled Cakewalk Wedding Cake Edition. This interests me. I got to say this because wedding cake is my second most favorite food in the world. It's the main reason why I attend weddings. You know, I get as much free cake. I can't lie. It's the only reason really why I go most of the time. So how is I'm that? I'm starting to see why it didn't work out with the cancer. Well, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, wedding cake. How great is that? I mean, you get that every week you get like to sample? As I, yeah, as I used to say to them, no, I never eat a, you know what? I never tasted one piece of that cake when I was on that show. I was like, there's no way I'm going down this road. Really? Um, yeah. No, I never did. But the, you know what? It's, it's the artistry of decorating a cake. It's like, as I often joke, what's big and hard and white, and if you play with it in your hands, it will do anything that you want. Fondant. Fondant. All right. I'll that write that down. That is the answer. And that is, yeah. Check, write that That's down. All right. Well, what? But let me ask you this as an expert on this subject. Why do people do stupid freaking things like have carrot wedding cake? Have they no compassion? I mean, even worse, it's like whipped cream frosting. The only wedding cake is white with white butter frosting. I don't want to sound like a white supremacist here, but seriously, there just should be no debate. I hate that kind of cake you just described. Traditional wedding cake is fruit cake. I don't know what kind of cheapo sheet, you know, fruit cake, layer cake, whatever sheet cake weddings you've been going to. But that is not what real wedding cake is supposed to be. Yes, the traditional wedding cake is fruit cake. Oh my, that, that, that's got to be Canadian. That's got to be something you brought. But I no, seriously, in this in this you country, know what, you're very close to the border. I would really lose your anti-Canadian tone. I'm just telling you, we could come and get you at any time. Well, I I, I understand that, but when you broach the subject of wedding cakes and you're you're telling me that somebody's going to get dressed up, do all the stuff you got to do, buy a present, and you're going to go to a wedding, and you're going to get frickin' fruitcake? Now, that could cause a riot. <laughs> all right, never mind. I'll move on. Um, hey, you're reported to be a pretty darn good uh, poker player and have competed in a few televised events. Are, are you like a card shark? Are you like, good at go fish and rummy too? Are all cards or just card games or poker just specifically? No, I am. I'm really good at cards. <laughs> I'm really good at, like, bridge and blackjack. I don't know. I, I, but I have a horrible competitive streak when I play poker and I say terrible things. Really? So you talk smack? Yeah. You, oh, interesting. Yeah, I talk smack. And I want to thank you very much for uh, putting up with me, Caroline. You have, um, I just want to say, um, have a great visit to the lovely Pacific Northwest, okay? All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. bye. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, it's musical guest interview time. We have the heels with us tonight. Pretty cool, huh, Chick? It is terrific. All right, so, they guys, horses. Um, or I should say uh, people, um, because there are two women and two men, uh, please identify yourselves for the record, full name with middle initial, birth sign optional. I'm Paula, uh, and uh, birth sign Cancer, double Cancer. I'm Michael, and birth sign is Capricorn. I'm Shelly, and I'm told I'm an Aries. <laughs> and I'm Mike, and I'm a Taurus. All right, Super Mike, all right. Hey, uh, give uh, my listeners the speed reading version of the band's history, please. Oh, boy, what? Uh... Well, you know, um, 
it began actually with some other members that started the band that have since moved on to other bands. And uh, they knew that I was extremely pregnant at the time. <laughs> that can happen. Yeah, so it, it does happen to me often. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, and That's off the record. And at any moment, yeah. <laughs> She's fertile. And uh, knew that um, my music situation was changing, and they came and said, you know, when you're ready, would you come join us? Mm-hmm. And then we heard rumor that there was this awesome lead singer from L.A. that was now in Seattle, and we were plotting to swoop in and convince her to, to join us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got Paula. And uh, after that... Um, when our original bass player moved on to other, right. ba- she's in many bands. Uh, Michael, who is married to our lovely Paula, okay, agreed to join us. So it was another coup for us. And then 2013, we got the uh, famous uh, Mike Korea Mike. on drums back yeah, here. Yeah, we know Mike. That's right. <laughs> All right, super. Hey, um. Let me ask you this. I do acknowledge this uh, next question is irrelevant to the listeners in Texas and Florida. So you guys live in there. Please bear with us on this one. Thank you for your anticipated cooperation. All right. What's the band's favorite club to play in the Northwest? Showbox. It's pretty nice. <laughs> All right. We can go with that. Up until recently, it was yes, right. the They have some perks. Yeah. The fun It was house. a fun house. And, yeah. But RIP, the fun house. So. All right. There's a lot of RIPs, yeah. especially been around a lot of times, yeah. a lot of years. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so let me ask you this. What's the one album everyone agrees cannot be played traveling to gigs? Is there like one group that's banned? For me, it's like when I drive to the show and I hear uh, Electric Light Orchestra, I have to pull over and regain my composure. Is there anybody that just just doesn't work for you guys? Eagles. Eagles, uh-huh. all right. All right. All right. Enough said. Not, not Eagles of Death Metal. Eagles, the Eagles of the 70s Eagles. All right. Hey, what are the short-term goals of the band? Rock balls and destroy. Hey. Can I steal that? Yeah. All right. Um, I wrote it pending? down. What's the title of the first song you guys are going to do? It's our theme song, The Heels Theme. All right, let's do it. Here are The Heels.
is the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. Spud, Spud, your mom's on the phone. Well, I guess put her on. Mom, why are you calling tonight? I told you I was coming over tomorrow to take out the recycling. I will not forget this week, I promise. That would be nice, but why I'm calling is that I've been listening tonight. I know you think I never listen to your show, but tonight my TV went on the fritz. No picture, but I get sound. Anyway, I want to go with Chick to space. Oh, that would be great, Mrs. Goodman. It would be nice to know somebody on the trip. Well, I heard... Well, I heard Tom Hanks... Mom,ฉันเคยเห็นแอสเตนคริสเนอร์ว่าเป็นคนที่ได้รับโอกาสที่จะมีโอกาสที่จะมีโอกาสที่จะมีโอกาสที่จะมีโอกาสที่จะม
And second of all, it's not for women to be speaking. Even, the Bible's really clear on this, even if they were to have a question, they, they're not to ask that question in the church, number one. And number two, even if they want to ask that question to their husband, they should wait until they get home. You know, they should not in the service be talking. And by the way, this is why I don't believe that women should say amen during the preaching either. But just a lot of people don't understand what the word amen means, but amen basically means that's true. True. So when I'm preaching and I say something that you agree with, that you believe in, and you say amen, you're saying that's right. That's true. That's the truth. Now, here's the thing. When, when the preaching is going on, women should not express their opinion about the sermon. Even if it's a positive opinion. And of course, the heart is in the right place. Now, I did one time, I was preaching one time, and a woman actually disagreed with me in the middle of my preaching. You know, I, I said something and she said I was wrong. You know, and I, I kind of, you know, blew up a little bit. But anyway... Uh, but, you know, a, a lot, there could be times when a woman is disagreeing. And, and you know what? The heart's in the right place, of course. But in reality, if we're going to be true to Scripture, then basically we would say, okay, when it's time for learning, that's a time for women to keep silence. The Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter will return in just a moment. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Spud, can, can I ask the listeners for money for my Kickstarter campaign now? Uh, Time's wasting here. I want to make sure I can get a seat on the first Virgin Galactic space flight. I mean, who wants to be on the second flight? Blah. The thing the thing is, begging for money is kind of tacky. I, I don't mm. want our listeners to feel uncomfortable. You know, I mean, they get hit up all day long at their job with coworkers trying to peddle cookie dough, Girl Scout cookies, magazine subscriptions, That's another crap true. their kids have to unload. One more sales pitch just might push them over the edge. I'll be low-key, like a Saturn car salesman. I promise I won't go all Radio Shack asking people for their addresses or anything. Okay, fine. I'll give you a few seconds to beg. Um, just don't make me puke or anything. Okay, okay. I promise. Hello, everyone. I've had this dream since I was like seven or eight. I want to go to the moon. Like, actually, travel to the moon. And with your help, I can make my dream happen. How am I doing so far, Spud? Should I maybe show some emotion now about how important this dream is to me? I, uh, I can tell stories about how I'd fall asleep each night on my bunk bed. I was on the top one. My sister was on the bottom one. Yeah. Until my parents moved her to her own room. And it used to be my dad's office. It, it wasn't really an office. Right, Mostly he right. put model airplane together there. My mom yeah. made him give up the room so my sister could have her okay. own space in like the third grade or so. I, Can you just get to the freaking point here? If you're going to beg for cash, then get to it. I have a show to do. Okay. Right. But to close the discussion about my bunk bed, I used to stare out the window and look at the moon and dream about one day going there to see what it was made out of. I mean, even at seven or eight, there's no way it was made of cheese or, or it was just a big marshmallow. Yeah. Like, like some of my friends thought. I had some knowledge of science back then. Oh, good to know, Mr. Sagan. So, are you going to ask for cash or can I move along here? Oh, okay, 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 okay. It's just really hard for me to do this. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. My name is Chick Hunter, Jeez. and I hope you're all doing okay tonight. You know, sometimes in life, you come to a point where you know you have to do something 
or it'll just make you really sad. Well, I am at that point because I want to go to the moon. How's that so far, Spud? That's pretty weak, if you ask me. People don't have all day to sit and listen to a pitch for cash. I didn't want to offend them. I know PBS and NPR can get away with hammering people for hours and hours, but they give away free stuff, good free stuff. What are you offering people to get their attention? Uh, Wow, I didn't think about that. I guess I could give away some 45s in my collection. Nothing really good, but I have some that I could part with, like a couple Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass record, and maybe one of my one of my Perry Como Christmas 45s. No, no, no. That's, that's not going to cut it, man. Really? I mean, you might have to give up some of your good stuff, like oh. maybe a Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs huh? or a Paul Revere and the Raiders record. Uh-uh. People are spoiled by way better giveaways in other places. Uh, I could never give up those 45s. No way. I'd rather give up a kidney. I'm just going to ask people to open up their hearts and give without a quid pro quo. Clarice. You know, I'm, I'm impressed. You remembered uh, what quid pro quo means. I know. I'm impressed, too. I, I never would have known what it meant if I hadn't watched Jeopardy right. with you the other night. At least you remembered. All right. Well, get your sales pitch down, and you can try it again before the end of the show. But right now, we need to introduce our Job of the Week segment. Let's roll that. Let's get going. It's time once again for the Spud Goodman Show's salute to individual enterprise and initiative... The job of the week. All right. Uh, for this week's job of the week segment, we felt it was timely to invite a tax preparer on our show to explain the process and see if it, it's really that important to worry about this, you know, the April 15th thing that everybody freaks out about. We have Kevin Jurentz, uh, a tax preparer with a company that should uh, probably remain confidential. Are you there, Kevin? Uh, I, I sure am. <laughs> I've been listening to your show tonight. Now, you know, I've never heard of it before, but I must say it's, it's interesting. Well, we will take interesting. That's actually sort of a compliment. We've been called a lot worse. Really? Um, so, Kevin, can, can I call you Kevin? I mean, your place of business, let's just use one of the initials H, is fairly reasonable. I mean, I know you said it was not that big a deal. It's fair, you know, your, your services are fairly reasonably priced. How do you guys make money working on the average person's ordinary tax return? Well, you know, I guess the simple answer is just volume. You know, we process a very high number of returns at our offer uh, at our office, and we generate you know significant income. So the business model team seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, of course, we make a much higher profit uh, with returns with a Schedule C because that can be pretty labor-intensive process. Mm-hmm. Make sure all the rather complex aspects of a business return are, are, are fully addressed. Now, does the government really care about us little guys? I mean, why would they come after someone who makes what Spud and I do? Hey, what, what are you saying here? Are you taunting the IRS? No. And they have, like, listening devices everywhere and probably tune in, too. They're probably listening. Uh, d- does the name Edward Snowden ring a bell? Come on. Have a clue. Some frozen? of us may not benefit from being hit with an audit right now. This cannot happen. So ixnay on the taunting the government, okay? Actually, you, you, you both probably face a very low risk of an audit. Do either of you uh, file a Schedule C with your return? Now, now, what is Schedule C again? If one of us said yes... Would that go any further? I mean, I really didn't plan on divulging any personal stuff, you know, tax information tonight. Uh, not that I have anything to hide, because I don't. You know, I'm totally, I've had no, no issues with the IRS. So, so what happens if the IRS catches you, oh, I don't know, fudging a little bit? I mean, just the small stuff. Well, that, that might depend on which member of the audit unit was assigned to your case. Uh, I've found some employees of the IRS to be extremely cooperative, but but frankly, there are a number that I've worked with who were not real flexible with my clients. You know, it's mostly luck of the draw, really. So what's the worst penalty uh, one of your clients have been nailed with? Like, are we talking hard time? Big house. Prison? 
prison? No, oh no. The IRS is about collecting monies it's owed. And this can best be accomplished by citizens remaining as taxpayers in our community. With the garnishment powers that the government has, well, you know, I, I have had clients that have spent years and years trying to dig out from underneath all the tax liens that have been placed on their income and their assets. So can they hurt somebody who has a lot of stuff, way more than guys like Spud and I, huh? Hey, speak for yourself. You're the one living with your parents. Now, I actually do have assets I need to protect, like the savings bonds, you know, my late uncle gave me in the 70s. Lucky. <laughs> U.S. savings bonds? Series I and double E? Oh, that yeah, is I think. unfortunate. Yeah, they're really the lowest return on investment in the marketplace today. Uh, now, you might really? want to consider converting those over to Treasury Inflation Protected Securities or TIPS. Now, uh, short. Now, I, I just keep my savings in a box under my bed. I, I'm a student of history, Kevin. Have you uh, read about the Great Depression, huh? Can I call you Kevin, or do you prefer Mr. Durant's? Well, I, I can easily refer to you as Mr. Durant's. We've never really met before. I've always thought it was weird when people call me by my first uh, name if they don't know me. I mean, it's like they all of a sudden want to be on. my best friend or something. They just met me. Come you know what on. I mean? You're Kevin, it's fine. Kevin, it's fine. Yeah, can I, can I ask you, you yourself, have you ever been audited? This is off the record. Oh, no. No, I can't say I've really been audited, but... Statistically, the odds of one being targeted for an audit is somewhat remote. If, if, like I said previously, you don't file a Schedule C or claim out-of-proportion deductions, for example, like a, a home office, uh, you know, guaranteed red flag for the IRS would be claiming the figure higher than your monthly mortgage. Not a wise yeah, move. Right. Yeah, I would <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, some, some do try it, you know, claiming excessive meals and travel expenses. Yeah, uh -oh. I've heard of some who've pushed the envelope pretty aggressively in this category, like uh, like trying to write off a bachelor party or a long night in a gentleman's club. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, if the numbers are outrageous, uh, you'll just draw attention to yourself. And that's not a good thing. Now, once they start looking into your finances, well, nobody's completely clean. Y you know what I'm saying? Yeah, advice taken on that one, I'm sure. I I'm not, you know, I, I know i got to get my stuff in here. I'm not going to be including expenses for my little side trip Last fall to Reno now that, you know, you brought this stuff up. I, I actually learned stuff on this show. I mean, it's not worth the risk. It, it was business related. I mean, I told a few people at the place I was staying, you know, to listen to my show. So, and a couple said they might. So it was kind of. Hey, I don't know if that would qualify the trip as a business deduction. I, I'd err on the side of caution. No need to poke a stick at the IRS. All right, Chick, did you hear that, man? Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. Can't Just keep your fair. mouth shut and don't piss off Big Brother, okay? Mm. All right, well, I want to thank you for coming on tonight uh, and discussing the world of tax returns. It's, I mean, it's totally boring, but you know, it's necessary given the time of year, so take it easy, all right? Goodbye, Mr. Durantz. <laughs> Good night. All right, fine. Uh, well, I'm in the mood for some tunes, so once again, here's our very special musical guest. Here is The Heels.
This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Former President George W. Bush is making history today. And i got to say, this has got to be in an unprecedented way. That's right. He is publicly displaying his artwork in a new exhibit at the Bush Library called The Art of Leadership, A President's Personal Diplomacy. Well, it's, it's uh, yeah, huh? who would have thought it? Well, it's, it's uh, yeah, huh? who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? Not me, not me, who would have thought it? Not me. This is an improvement from the first one I did it myself. The one that makes me look like Alfred E. Newman. The one that makes me look like Alfred E. Newman. No telling how these people are going to react when they see their portrait. I think I told Tony I was painting him, and he kind of brushed it off, so to speak. He kind of brushed it off. He kind of brushed it off. He kind of brushed it off, so to speak. That was an art pun. That was an art pun. Vladimir Putin, yeah, yeah. Uh, I met with him a lot during the presidency. I got to know him very well. I got to know him very well. Uh, Vladimir is a, uh, uh, a person who, in many ways, views the U.S. as an enemy. And although he wouldn't say that, although he wouldn't say that, uh, he viewed the world as either the U.S. benefits and Russia loses or vice versa. Uh, he viewed the world as either the U.S. benefits and Russia loses or vice versa. The U.S. benefits and Russia loses or vice versa. I tried, of course, to spell him of that notion. I tried, of course, to spell him of that notion. I tried, of course, to spell him of that notion. Uh, as you know, my dear, our dear dog, Barney, our dear dog, Barney, who had a special spot in my heart. I introduced him to Putin. Putin kind of dissed him. Like, you really call that a dog? You really call that a dog? You really call that a dog? A year later, your mom and I go to visit uh, Vladimir and his dacha outside of Moscow, and he says, you'd like to meet my dog. You'd like to meet my dog. Outbounds his huge hound. That's huge hound. That's huge, huge, huge hound. Obviously much bigger than a Scottish Terrier. And Putin looks at me and says, bigger, stronger, and faster than Barney. Putin looks at me and says, Putin looks at me and says, Putin looks at me and says, bigger, stronger, and faster than Barney. I just said, wow, you know, anybody thinks my dog is bigger than your dog is an interesting character. <laughs> I just said, wow, you know, anybody thinks my dog is bigger than your dog is an interesting character. <laughs> and that painting kind of reflects I got to know him very well. You know, anybody thinks my dog is bigger than your dog is an interesting character. Spud, Andy Daly's on the line. He really wants to talk to you right now. Is that right? All right, super. Uh, you're not playing with me. Right? Andy, you on the phone? Yes, it's an urgent matter. How are you? Pretty pretty darn good, actually. Um, hey, uh, since we last spoke to you, uh, I think it was fairly recently, uh, you're actually set to come to Seattle, Washington on April 13th at the Triple Door. Is that correct? Yeah, that sounds right. I'm bringing my friend Andy Blitz, who people probably know from uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien. He did a million uh, hilarious sketches on there. He's going to be doing some stand-up, and I'm going to be doing some characters from my podcast and showing an exclusive sneak peek at the uh, the next week's episode of review so your current show review on comedy central in which you star in keeps getting funnier and funnier and i know i'm not kissing your ass that's a fact um hey when you had to divorce your wife to properly review the experience of uh you know of divorce on a recent episode i gotta tell you i was i started to have a little tear in the eye because both chick and i have had some experience with uh, the the big d and the, the experience and it's not a I mean, lot of it's experience. uh it's brutal but you made it funny 
<laughs> Thank you, yes. Well, we do feel like the, the ridiculousness of the situation of a guy having to divorce his wife uh, for a television show and believing that it's important work that's going to actually illuminate uh, the, the world, uh, that's so ridiculous right from the start that we, were, we could play it pretty straight. and We could actually have, like, you know, we could tell Jessica St. Clair, who played my wife, to just, like, really really play it straight and have the real reaction that you would have and so yeah it's a, it's a weird mix of uh of sad and uncomfortable and awkward but also hilarious and yeah people love that episode uh yeah and you know i know i know the world's saying what the hell is going on with your mind because uh your wife was really hot i gotta say that it was not a great call but okay anyway moving on um away from acting in like film and tv as far as like live performances you have a ton of professional experience and your resume is top shelf everyone's pretty much aware of that because you i'm going to go over this stuff for the listeners that may not be you've worked with the upright citizens brigade the uh, swarm improv improv group directed by uh, none other than amy poehler uh, heard of her yes i think somebody might have heard of her out there uh you worked at the chicago city limits show in new york city that show and you've also toured with again the, the comedy duo the two andy's another like i referred to earlier and what am i here's my i'm getting out of my long little diatribe what do you enjoy more a live stage performance or uh, you know doing tv and film uh i i guess i have to say in the moment it's more fun to be on stage and then it's and then it's fun to like meet the fans afterwards and just sort of get to know the people who actually would go out of their way to buy a ticket and come and see you like it's amazing that, that people do that and it's fun to meet those folks uh so i like that that's that's a little more fun immediately but then i get the delayed gratification of a television show where we shot this thing over a year ago and now we're showing it to people and i get to hear from people how much they're loving it so it's all fun but i would i'll go for the instant gratification of a live show anytime all right all right uh Hey, Chick's elbowing me here. He's bugging me to, to let let him ask you a question. He has this harebrained dream of being an astronaut. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let uh, Chick handle this, all right? Because, you know. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm doing one of those Kickstarter deals so I can buy a ticket on the first Virgin Galactic space flight, you know, with Tom Hanks, Brad, and Angelina. They bought their tickets. And get this. So is Katy Perry. I could sit next to Katy Perry. Hopefully, John Mayer dweeb's not on the tour. Anymore. But anyway, I want to know if doing a Kickstarter campaign is considered too tacky for show business people. I don't want them to, like, you know, to reflect badly on the show or, or even, like, have them, like, change seats. Uh, I think it's a great idea. I, you Good. Know, uh... I'm not sure who would donate some of their hard-earned money to send you to space, but look, I, would. I don't know why all the things get funded on Kickstarter. So, and I don't think it's tacky. I think that we've already seen that there are people who have plenty of money who are able to say, "Please give me some money," and it works. It worked for a new Veronica oh. Mars film, right? I mean, people are doing it. People are doing it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So I guess I guess he's going to be in your corner on this one. So all right, I win. That's a little embarrassing to me, but all right. Um, so so Andy, we would like to know what's your take on mimes officially. Well, I feel like mimes have been made so much fun of for so long that for somebody to go into being a mime in 2014, that's got to be one of the most courageous people in the world, like more courageous than a soldier. So I say, if right. there's a mime. Support support that mind. Go check out that mind because you're you're looking at somebody who either somehow has not realized that miming is the most maligned profession on earth, or knows it and doesn't care and is brave. And I think either way, it's worth checking out. 
Well, maybe I'll have to revisit it because we've had one or two on our show. And frankly, I, I couldn't stand them. They were a total waste of human flesh. But maybe I was a little too harsh. It, it's was, fun to have a mime on the well, radio show. We'll, we'll they, we, get, we get calls all the time. People want to come on mimes. I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, all right. Now, Andy, you just did a voice on one of my favorite shows, Adventure Time, King Ooh. Now, I just got to know, yeah. are, are Finn and Jake as much, much fun off the set as they are on camera? Yeah, the, uh, the whole the environment over there could not be nicer. Everybody is just so sweet and friendly and having a great time, and they know they have a hilarious show there. So you just show up and you get to stand at a microphone surrounded by funny people, and 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 they're all appreciative and happy and laughing about everything that happens. I would do that every damn day if I could. Chick, you realize you've just broken. You, the rule, the rule that I've implemented. You get one question. I got your too. second question. That, that you are, you are going to be. There's going to be ramifications for that. Let's, we'll deal with that off the air. All right. Once again, watch this flipping TV show review on Comedy Central Thursday nights, 10 p.m. Because it's really, really good. And no, I am not BSing. It is really good. All right, Andy. Thank you so much for checking back in with us. Well, can we speak to you again sometime? I hope. Absolutely. Now we huh, we got time. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll talk to your people once I end this thing, and uh, maybe we'll set some up. All right, Mr. Andrew Daly. All wow. right, uh, reviews the show. Watch it. Thank you. This is a Spud Goodman show. We sure got the surprise of our lives. Spud, uh, your cousin Samuel's on the line. Just take the call, okay? I feel sorry for him. Why do you feel sorry for him? Well. All he wants in life is to be a weather person, and no one wants him. It's sad. All right, fine. Put him through. Samuel, are you there? How's everything going? Okay? What do you think? I am paying on a $19,000 loan for my own Doppler radar system. Yeah, and I, I know have this. nowhere to do my forecast at. Oh. Did you hear that even the public access people here in Seattle said, no way? I was going to offer them a nightly forecast for free just to get my face out there well maybe that's part of the problem samuel tv is a visual medium and uh you know that's kind of probably killing all job possibilities for you you really need a makeover we've already discussed this a couple times well that's why i thought radio might offer more opportunities but i keep getting the same response i mean even my own cousin refuses to give me a chance oh come on spud let him do a forecast i mean what harm can it do well to our ratings probably nothing i mean how can i hurt those but you know i just don't believe in weather forecasts I, that's, I'm, that's just that's just how i feel the weather channel is always wrong i bring an umbrella it's sunny I leave it at home, it rains. I promise that my forecast will be 100% accurate. If I am oh, wrong, really? I will sell my Doppler radar system yearly and go back to my old job selling Herbalife. Okay, but oh. do not bug me anymore with that crap again. I still have cases of it in the closet. All right, fine, just do, you got 15 seconds. Let's go. Really? Oh my God. Okay, well, my readings indicate tomorrow will bring us a short sprinkle on the drive to work, but later in the day, it's looking pretty darn nice with highs in the low 60s. Yeah, that, that's for the Seattle area. What about Texas and Florida? We're, we're on the air, too. I mean, you just left out a lot of listeners. You let them down. I mean, they have to plan their days, too. Well, my Doppler system does not currently have out-of-state capability. Oh. I'm so sorry, Texas and Florida. Well, a lot of good that does us now, Samuel. I gotta go. Let me know when you're a real weather person who can do forecasts outside of your own neighborhood. Later. But I... 
Ouch, Spud, that was kind of harsh, don't you think? Yeah, whatever. Okay, right. okay. so okay. I, let's just get going. I, I, want, I got stuff I want to do after the show. Okay, now? Can I, can I ask for Kickstarter donations now? Okay, the fine, show's fine. almost fine. over. Just, can you can just get it done quick? <clears throat> sure, okay, 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 okay. Real quick, real quick. My name is Chick Hunter, and I would really appreciate it if you could donate to my Kickstarter account. I want to go to the moon. Not by myself, but on a Virgin Galactic space flight. It only costs $250,000, so if everyone just kicks in, oh, I don't know, 25 or 30 bucks, I could book my seat now. Tickets are going fast, so I don't want to put any pressure on anyone or do the hard sell, but I really, really, really need the cash now, like today if it's possible. I set up a PayPal account, and all you need to do is pull out a credit card and maybe Look, just... Look, now, now, now you might want to take it down a notch, okay? I, I'm just saying. Spud, I won't let the cheapness of our listeners stop me from reaching my dream, okay? So everyone out there who can hear my voice, just give me some money, okay? Uh, and no checks either, as we both know everyone is either overdrawn or about to be. This is very important to me. You need to understand this. If I don't get to go to the moon, then, well, I will not be responsible for my actions, I guess. I mean, I do... Do I have to rob a bank here? Come on, people. What's a hundred bucks on a credit card? You'll never miss it. Just give me your money now, okay? Okay, now you've crossed the line into telemarketer territory. You I don't just... care. I'm, I'm, I'm really scared. I'll, I'll only raise maybe thirty or $40,000, and where will that leave me? Well, richer than you've ever been. Well, well, but that kind of money won't get me even a standby ticket on this flight. I was born to be an astronaut, Spud. I realize it now. I, I made a big mistake going into TV and radio with you. I, I don't t totally blame you for forcing me to take along with you over the many years at all the, all the terrible stations. We've they been all at. weren't. They all didn't suck. No, they they did. Sure, it would have been nice if you could have laid Some it out honestly okay, and, and said, "Chick, you have a choice to make: follow your dreams or come with me and be a second banana the rest of your life." Um, well, first of all, this is uh, kind of rewriting history here. I, if I remember correctly, you begged me to be my co-host. Huh? I said, no way, like for a couple years, remember, way back? And you threatened to do bodily harm to yourself if I didn't give in and take you with me to that radio station in Medford? Uh, well, wait a second. So they're saying we have a call and it's very important. On one doesn't know who it is, but they said to take it. Right now? Well, we're, we're, we're closing yeah, but the on show. On one said. On one said. He doesn't know if it's someone important or not, but the guy really wants to talk to us. Okay, fine. Call, are you there? Oh, no. I, I can't tell who it is. Oh, is, is that... Yeah, uh, how many other accordion players do you know? I don't know. Is that... No? No, the, 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 the finger work isn't quite who I no. think... It, okay, that bridge. Okay, this has to be accordion, Joe. You know, he's really pissed off at you after a couple of weeks ago when you hung up on him after he warned you not to. Well, he can't threaten me with the accordion here. There are laws, you know. Joe, can you hear me? I, I think he's having like a psychotic break or something. Something weird is going on with him, that's for sure. It's kind of spooky if you ask me. Well, anyway, I'm not going to let him terrorize us without an instrument. Accordion Joe, I know you're there. You need to know you can't scare us, and we will not bend to your will here. I have to go now and finish up the show, but you can keep on playing if you want. Hey, let's keep on playing, but just not on my freaking show. All right. Well, okay, okay. Let's see. We were talking about Medford Radio. I remember something like that. So I made a bad decision, but it doesn't change the fact that I really, really, really want to be an astronaut now, and I need $250,000. Well, I'm sorry to say I can no longer allow you to beg for cash. Why not? Enough! 
You're risking alienated the few, Money. alienating the few listeners that we have right now. Money. And you're killing any chance we have with new online listeners, vis- visitors. Look, you're just upsetting me. I can't even. You're. You have just totally screwed this thing up for me. You know that, don't you? No. I should never have let you beg for cash. I mean, there could be people just surfing on by the show. Say, hey, this just sounds kind of cool. You know, they may. I'm sure they're out looking for porn, but they found us. They, 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 you know, they probably stayed for a little bit, and then they hear this, this plea for cash. It's disgusting. It's going to be like that, huh? Okay, fine. I'll find another place to launch my Kickstarter campaign. I'm going to make this happen. There's no doubt in my mind that I will be on that first space flight in 2016. If you say so. Uh huh. But Money. you know, you might want to come up with a plan B just in case. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe settle for finally going up to the top of the Space Needle? You are the only human in the Northwest who has not been up there. And you're okay with going into space? You know I'm afraid of elevators, Spud. I mean, it's just all those enclosed spaces and they have those buttons with lights and everything. It it doesn't bother me. The height of the Space Needle is okay, but when they close the door and then it moves and you can feel it. and, And like if you jump up at the right time, it feels weird. You're such a pussy. How are you going to handle going into space? How do you like the elevators? I have no problem with elevators, all right? All right, whatever. How about when the door closes? You don't like that either. It depends who's in the elevator with me. Maybe I could, like, stow away on the space Sometimes it's just fine. All right, whatever. We're out of time here. I am Spud Goodman. I could be like Dr. Smith. Never fear. Smith is here. Don't you ever use Dr. Smith's name and compare yourself to him. That great, great American, the late Jonathan. You're, You're right. You're right. All right. Anyway, don't know what I was thinking. Um, just, just cool your jets, uh, Neil Armstrong. All right, be all that you can be. I want to say that to my listeners, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. God bless and adios. Send money to my PayPal account, everyone. Okay. Once again, here are the heels.
This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hey, hey Spud. Spud. Yes? Spud? Somebody sent in $2.20 to my PayPal account. So so that's good, right? Um, you, I know you're not great at math, but I, I think if you break it down, you're a hell of a long ways. You're just not going to happen. Give it ba- up. Baby steps, but that's just so far. I mean, what about an hour from now? <sighs> There'd be more an hour from now. What if somebody You're else dreaming. Said you That'd are dreaming. $5. I need to get out of this show. I got stuff to do. Really? All right. What are you doing? Can I go? If I going? wanted to invite you, I would have already invited you. I have thing. I have some people I need to meet after the show. Well, I'm going to go get bear claws. Bear claws? Yeah. All right. Right now, this bars. is Spud Goodman. Adios. You've been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter, a program composed almost entirely of post-consumer waste ones and zeros. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen, and associate producer is Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Musical commentaries by the folks singers in hell. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Copyright 2014 Spud Goodman Productions. Join us again next week for another exercise in synergy through stakeholder teaming on the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. Goodman post-show report. We will now perform an autopsy of tonight's episode. Here is your host, Ivy Quinn. Hi, and welcome. I'm Ivy Quinn, and we have a great post-show report for you. The heels are hanging out, which is great. And our awesome panel, David, On One, and the pristine Chick Hunter are still here to help me move things along. Uh, That's what we do, yes. Your Kickstarter, uh-huh. 250K? All right, right, yeah. It's I, on its way. I think you're going the wrong direction. Really? What should I do? Get them to pay for you. It's, it's Virgin Galactic, right? Right, yeah. You could be the Virgin on the spaceship. Oh, yeah, I could be like the mascot. Yeah, and you know, like if things go bad, Greek style, they could sacrifice you like Agamemnon. I don't like the way you put that, but yeah, I understand. But yeah. paid way... I, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to be there with all those cool people and people take pictures of it. Oh, who's that? Well, and then yeah, like, it might be me. maybe you could have that special moment in space. 
Wow. That, that would be more than special, wouldn't it? I, I have heard doing it in zero gravity is hard, though. So you'll have to figure that out because you don't want to okay. look like a chump. Okay, I'll have to read a manual about that or something. And they must have something to, to tell you, like, don't you do that up here. Maybe Velcro? Ouch. Uh, yeah, Velcro would keep you handy anyway. Well, you think about it. We're going to kick off the music portion of the program, and we're going to bring you a group who hails from London, England, and they've created an interesting concept matching up old public service announcements with great music. Here is Public Broadcasting System with Signal, and after that, we're proud to play a live cut from our show of Death by Stars, who will be holding their record release event for their EP, The Future We Wanted, this Saturday at the Barboza in Seattle. It should be a fun evening. Upon the stark face of death, 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 death. Terry's got an accident at Trimble Road on the expressway. You say two persons have been killed. There are several others injured. Have you called an ambulance? Okay, on the signal 30 and
The heels. Do you guys mind reacquainting our listening audience with who you are in case we had new people tune in? Oh, thanks. Hi, I'm Paula. I sing and play guitar. Hi, Paula. Hi. <laughs> I'm Michael. I play bass. I'm Shelly. I play guitar and sing backup. And I'm Mike, and I play the drums. Mike? Do, do they know you're in another band? We can barely talk to him because he doesn't have a mic. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't yes, Mike know. is a rather ironic name because he has none. 
That's what happens when Brian stands in between me and the person I'm talking to. I have no we, idea. We gave them a choice of of extra backup mic or drummer mic, and they were like, "No, drummer doesn't need a mic." And, and drummer mic lost. Not by choice. Not by choice. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a show coming up, right? Tomorrow, yes, tomorrow. Two Bit Saloon. We do. do you recommend people attend? Highly recommend yes. people attend. I would concur. Yeah. I'm Radically. enjoying yes. listening to you live right now. It's from what I've heard, yeah. Yay! What what what's your favorite like crowd playing song that you do? I'm a big fan. Don't of, be afraid of that, Mike Paula. I'm a big fan of Janet. That's that's a crowd pleaser. I like that one. I like I like all of them. What can I say? <laughs> then play them all tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay. I was listening to Party Doll this afternoon, and I was imagining some girls being like, "Yeah, yeah." Oh wait. <laughs> I think that's been me at least once. I that's mean, a little autobiographical. Is it? Yes. That, Shh, don't tell. That <laughs> took a lot of guts to admit. Oh, her, not me. Oh, man. <laughs> that was just the finger point of, yeah. of doom. I'm shameless. It's all right. It's cool. Someone's got to be, right? It's it, me. It's yeah. it, obviously you're the, the muse. If you're going to front a band, you can't have shame. <laughs> I personally also enjoy your use of profanity. Thank it is you. just right. It is very artfully done. I'm only allowed to swear four times per program. It does not roll over. So I appreciate, I'm actually an aficionado for a well-placed, you know, and I don't want to spoil it in case you have any stuff coming up in other songs, but. Uh, this one doesn't have, does it have a potty mouth? It can if you want. We can add. We can. If you want to throw one in, you can yeah. take one of mine. So what oh, are you going to yeah. play for us? Thank you, well, we're going to play Party Doll, as a matter of fact. Awesome. <laughs> So whenever you're ready. Thank you. Thanks for having us, guys. Thanks, Chick. Thanks, Bud.
this is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. That was ballstastic. You guys really rock. Thank you. That's one way to put it, yeah. And and I feel you've left us with a question for the ages. Yes. Why do I feel sore? <laughs> also, maybe a teachable moment. Yes. So thank you once again for sticking around. It's thank really you. been a pleasure to see you perform live. And I really do recommend everybody go to the 2-Bit Saloon tomorrow night. What time do you start? We start, I believe we're on at uh, 9.30-ish. Mm-hmm. So 9.30-ish, you should be at the 2-Bit Saloon tomorrow for an excellent show. And where is the 2-Bit Saloon? It's in Ballard. Ballard. Uh, it's right off of beautiful Leary Way. Yes, it's a hipster-free zone of Ballard. Yes. yes. <laughs> you betcha. Is that, is that zoned? Yes. Yeah. Or is it just posted? <laughs> Are they allowed to post? I don't know. Well, thank you once again. And uh, Chick, mm. do you have a clip for us? I do. I have a, a clip from the Carolyn Ray interview. Super. We're, we're talking about Jillian, the, who's on the, who's like the... the the biggest loser? The, 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 yeah, she's just crazy, but she's really hard on these people. And, and Spud referred to her as a dominatrix, and I think it's pretty appropriate. Um, I got to ask you this question. Now, you were on the, the, the first host of The Biggest Loser on NBC, and I, I can't explain why that show has hooked me over the years. Maybe not so much now, but in the first few years when you were on and a few years after that. Did you ever have any uh, issues or anything with the dominatrix Jillian at all? Was she there when you were there? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> the dominatrix, Jillian. You know what? <clears throat> Don't forget, like, I've, I've been on, um, I hosted a reality show, and then I've also been on a show with three witches and a talking cat. Yes. And I would say that that was much more reality-based than the reality show. <laughs> oh. You know. That's off the record. Yeah. No, I, I think Jillian is like, you know, the bionic woman. She, she, she has a need and passion for people to be in shape. And she's got like the perfect gig, you know, and and I think actually dominatrixes make really good trainers. <laughs> That's probably true. Do like when craft services delivered their lunches and dinners or whatever? Did, was she like a like a food Nazi and telling people to drop the fork and stuff? Not not so much contestants, but I'm talking about staff and everything, crew, gaffers. No, never saw her eat. Sorry. Okay. All right. Never mind. All right. I just just crossed mm-hmm. my mind. So, do you think she's a dominatrix? She just might be, but you know, like he said, never saw her eat. She said, and it's like, well, I don't think she does eat. Well, that is telling. She just kind of absorbs super like sunlight or something. I I think though, sometimes really really bossy people like that mm-hmm. who appear very dominating in one genre maybe are very much less so in the sack. Oh, so you think she's pretty submissive mayhaps huh that would be a, like that's yeah i can you know? understand that i like, mean that's her job and then she's tired do you think she wants to always be doing it you know maybe not no, no super to, yeah i think you're right there but yeah you know we could all use somebody like that when we're eating and we you know we eat too much like i always like as i've gotten older i found that i can't eat as much as i used to but i still do I get out of shape playing wee bowling so i'm oh, like in no. deep shit dude i'm on the the louis ck diet yeah. Where it's like, I'm not done eating when I'm full. I'm done eating when I'm miserable. I just pack as much as I can into my face. I'm trying to not do that anymore because it's dumb and I hate myself when I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm putting dumb, this yes. in my mouth. Fun, yes. I don't know because sometimes I'm just like, oh, in my mouth and this is terrible to do. Super. Yeah, I love Thai food. What you need to do is stop thinking those negative thoughts while you're shoving the food into your gullet. But I also need to stop like bending over and clutching my side because I have a stitch when I'm doing wee bowling. 
you know Wii bowling where you like not real bowling you're like using a remote control weed bowling I'd love to try this well we we oh we we. like for small people (laughs) (laughs) shouldn't that's the bowling that the leprechauns play it is it is so we'll all go to Lucky O'Lanes one of these days and and try it out um right now we're gonna play a live cut of pizza seriously now because now I was already hungry because we were talking about food we're playing a live cut of pizza chicken burger from Squirt on Spud's TV show from around um, 1993 and that was on KTZZ and then we have something from Nana Grizzle titled Cynicism alright alright yeah it's uh, it's Raider record time it's music time on the Spud Goodman show Uh, they're a good band and they actually have some some new music out it's Blow Yourself Up and they got a new 45 called Evil Knievel Give a warm welcome to Squirt. Do they have a how-to? It's a chicken burger, chicken burger, it's a chicken burger. It's a chicken burger, chicken burger, it's a chicken burger.
I once saw a sunset so vivid and warm that I swore it was perfect. I once had a lover, I'm not sure if I'll recover, but I know it was worth it. Then last night in the car, the falling raindrops looked like stars at some incalculable speed. Then later my friend said, good to see you again, this is a home to me. So I wrote a song And I called it the love of my life Said don't be gone long It now sings me to sleep every night And I never learned a lesson Looking at my own reflection But sometimes it seems useful So I loosen my heartstrings high hopes of starting to find something truthful cynicism isn't wisdom it's a lazy way to say that you've been burned it seems if anything you'd be less certain after everything you ever learned Spud Goodman post-show report with Ivy Quinn will return in just a moment. Ivy, yeah, we have a call, and you yeah. should take it because you never know who it might be. Maybe it's someone important. Okay, put it through. Caller, are you there? Well, why, yes, I am. It's a pleasure to speak with you, Ms. Quinn, wow. and you too, Chick. Thank you. Uh, you may not remember me. Uh, my name's Gerald Holcomb. Yes, I do. I ran for the city council in Tacoma uh, last fall. Mm. I lost a very close race. No, no, no. I, I, I remember you. you. You said if you won, you would name the street in front of my parents' house Chick Hunter Avenue. Yeah. Boy, you got creamed. Didn't you lose by like 80%? Wow. Oh, well, actually, the local press got their figures a bit wrong. Uh, the final margin was around 56%. Uh, we were banking, frankly, on a larger turnout. <laughs> uh, I mean, even my wife and her family didn't remember to vote. So Super. Yeah, it was a tough loss. So what can we do for you tonight, Mr. Holcomb? 
Oh, well, please call me Gerald. Uh, Gerald? Here's why I was calling. I'm planning a series of town hall meetings around the state in hopes of reintroducing myself to the voters. Um, Obviously, they have some misconceptions about me and my campaign positions. I was hoping to be invited back on Spud's show sometime pretty soon, if that can be arranged. Uh, my campaign felt that my appearances on his show were worth at least 5 to 8% of my vote totals. Positive or negative? I mean, for or against? So, so wait, wait, let, wait, let me get this straight. You, you lose a local race, and now you're going to run for statewide office? That sounds like a not smart idea to me. Well, we have, uh, we have internal numbers, Chick, that say uh, I have a really good chance of winning the race for state insurance commissioner. Nobody cares. Well, I, I care. And, uh, I'll tell you this. Outside uh, the city of Tacoma, my negatives go way down. Super. I kind of have a fresh slate. Uh, huh. You know, I used to sell life insurance. Spud doesn't book politicians on the post-show report. You could speak to his producer about the first hour, but I doubt if he'll fit you in. He kind of plans to go with nationally known celebrities. I'm really sorry. Well, I'll tell you what, maybe I should just, I could drop by the studio and I'll speak to Spud directly because I've got a lot of interesting stories that I can entertain your audience yeah. with. Would you like, I can share one right now with nah, you if you like. Nah, we got to go, but thanks for calling, Mr. Holcomb. Well, yeah, but I, I kind of wanted yeah, to get now, out now, this now, message. Where, where were we, we were talking about something, weren't we, it's, Ivy? It's, it's time for more music. I think it is. First oh. up is Cheers Elephant with Doing It Right. And then we have a song from our very own Brian J. Martin. Who? With April 1984.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. That was our very own, once again, Brian J. Martin. That's always good to have him come around for this, yeah. Hey, do you have Spud's Clip of the Week for us? We have a Clip of the Week. This is like the, the preacher guy about women shut up. You know, I, and I, I always like listening to preachers because they sound really cool, but if you stop and listen to what they say, it's like, wait a minute, what? I don't think they want you to listen to what they actually say. They want you to, like, see how passionate they are, but they don't want you to, like, actually hear what they're saying. Okay, let's roll it. It, first of all, it's not for a woman to be doing the preaching. And second of all, it's not for women to be speaking. Even, the Bible's really clear on this, even if they were to have a question... They, they're not to ask that question in the church, number one. And number two, even if they want to ask that question to their husband, they should wait until they get home. You know, they should not in the service be talking. And by the way, this is why I don't believe that women should say amen during the preaching either. But just a lot of people don't understand what the word amen means, but amen basically means that's true. True. So when I'm preaching and I say something that you agree with, that you believe in, and you say amen... You're saying, that's right, that's true, that's the truth. Now, here's the thing, when, when the preaching is going on, women should not express their opinion about the sermon, even if it's a positive opinion. And of course, the heart is in the right place. Now, I did one time, I was preaching one time, and a woman actually disagreed with me in the middle of my preaching. You know, I, I said something and she said I was wrong. You know, and I, I kind of, you know, blew up a little bit, but anyway. Uh, but, you know, a, a lot, there could be times when a woman is just agreeing. And, and you know what? The heart's in the right place, of course. But in reality, if we're going to be true to Scripture, then basically we would say, okay, when it's time for learning, that's a time for women to keep silence. Hey, Chick. Huh? Do you know what's easy? I mean, besides being a douchebag, obviously. Yeah. It's saying someone's not good enough because of some basic physical quality because then you can feel better about yourself just by having a wiener or something. But that's kind of douchey in itself, too. It's exceptionally douchey, and it's stupid. And my guess is this guy has issues with women because he's terrible in the sack, and Super. he's probably got one ball that's normal and one that looks like a raisinette. So he's really insecure, and that's why he acts like a dick to anybody with a vagina. Don't hold back, Ivy. Tell us how you really feel. Well, it's total misogyny. And, and, and notice that it's misogyny. I didn't go with chauvinism. I went with misogyny because he's hating on women. Yep. And notice it's the GYN guy. It's specifically going back to lady parts where his issues are. I, in my opinion. Super. I like women. Do you, do I, I listen like, to them all the time. Well, do you like listening to them talk and stuff? Yeah. So does that enhance your experience? Yeah. I, I had never seen a Baptist church where the women wear burkas before. Well, that's what it sounds like, Sharia law. You know, and a lot of these people are in the Bible Belt where they're all like, God, gun, freedom, America, pie, and Through blah, blah, blah. Through the power of Jesus. I thought you were going to say through the power of Grayskull, and I would have, like, <laughs> lost my sauce. Super. That was hysterical. Do women talk about Grayskull? 
I talk about Grayskull, but oh. I am a bit of a He-Man aficionado. Well, that's true. I've, I've seen your tattoo, so... So anyway, I think you hey, know. Hey, you know, I wasn't Skeletor. really listening to anything that you were saying, Ivy. But you think you could make me a sandwich really quick? Oh my God, I'm I will hungry. punch you right in your baby maker. <laughs> right in your baby maker. Why? What, did, what did I say? Yeah. Now what? we have a live what? cut of stepping out from food. the gum, recorded a few months ago here on our show, and then Pontiac will be up with their song "Lions of Leaves." We talk about a background. Hello, Spud audience. Is everybody out there ready to rock? Get up in front of your computer and get ready to bang your head. Okay, here we go. Let's go. Well, I had to leave town because of Uncle Sam's deals. <laughs> Well, I guess my good love had done lost its appeal. When I come back, I heard some bad, bad news. Say, I think romance's been getting abused. Tell the truth. Don't lie to me, baby. Have you been skip, 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 skipping out on me? Skipping out on me. And give him back your hand Well, call the choir And tell the preacher, stay home that you're the kind of girl Who's just a bound to roam So tell the truth Don't lie to me, baby Have you been skip, 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 skip Stepping out on me Stepping out on me
This is the Sped Goodman Post Show Report. Chick. Yes. Do you have another clip? I do. This one was with Andy Daly. Now, this is the second time we interviewed him, and great guy. He is so funny. I think... I scored even more points this time. He's gone up in my estimation because he agrees with me. Oh, really? Well, let's hear that. Uh, hey, Chick's elbowing me here. He's bugging me to, to let, let him ask you a question. He has this harebrained dream of being an astronaut. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let uh, Chick handle this, all right? Because, you know. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Don't give up. Don't I'm doing one of those Kickstarter deals so I can buy a ticket on the first Virgin Galactic space flight, you know, with Tom Hanks, Brad, and Angelina. They bought their tickets and get this. So is Katy Perry. I could sit next to Katy Perry. Hopefully, John Mayer dweeb's not on the tour. But anyway, I want to know if doing a Kickstarter campaign is considered too tacky for show business people. I don't want them to, like, you know, ever to reflect badly on the show or, or even, like, have them, like, change seats. Uh, I think it's a great idea. I, you know, uh, I'm not sure who would donate some of their hard-earned money to send you to space. But look, I, would. I don't know why all the things get funded on Kickstarter. So, And I don't think it's tacky. I think that we've already seen that there are people who have plenty of money who are able to say, please give me some money, and it works. It worked for a new Veronica oh. Mars film, right? I mean, people are doing it. People are doing it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So I guess I guess he's going to be in your corner on this one. So, all right. I win. That's a little embarrassing to me, but all right. So did you write that down? Because you got it documented. Spud said he'd give you money. He did. He'd give me as much money as I need to get out of the planet. Super. So he'll make up the difference. What did you have before on your Kickstarter? Have you checked it again? Uh, last time I looked, it was 250 But you know, I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's at least 3 now. Uh, I'll send something a little bit later. Okay, that'll be helpful. But yeah, Andy Daly, I mean, I was really surprised that he kind of supported it. It's like, yeah, maybe he wants me to get out of the planet too no hmm. well maybe he'll help give you some dough too maybe he's like yeah that's a great idea maybe he had a dream and he wished someone else would support him yeah that's what it is he wishes he could do it but since i'm gonna do it he's gonna like i'm gonna be like in, in his place yeah he's Super. gonna live vicariously through you there's a big word i was looking for so can, can can Kickstarter be for anything? Yeah, what do you got in mind? Well, I don't know. I thought it was mostly artistic stuff, but like maybe I could come up with something and like get some new tires or something. I think you could. I mean, have you seen some of that artistic stuff out there? Well, so do I have to have an artistic bent to get new tires? Uh, well, maybe you're going to make tire tracks and make art out of it. Ooh, I could make some sweet donuts. You could. Oh, there we go with donuts again. I, I got to get a bear claw on the way home. Can I come? Yeah. Hey, Chick, when you go up to space, are you going to be doing remote broadcasts? I can. I could write it off then. You might be able to Skype with us. That would be cool. Yeah, because like, and, and then we could just write it all off. Didn't right? they do that from like the space station? You aren't going to be write it off, be able to write it off if you're not making any money at it, though. Well, it's not a home office or anything. What kind of taxes do you have to pay on your Kickstarter, too? Because you're not like a 501c3. Oh, I don't have to pay anything. No one's going to know about it. I'm not capital gains. Them. Is it all capital gains? Yeah, when, or is when, it once you've invested, I don't think it's income if you have a uh, assigned use for it. But well, find a way to. Deduct I'm it. not an accountant. I only play one on the radio. All right. Well, now wait, we're gonna wait, have. Wait, some... wait, 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 wait. Before. You're... Oh, I'm sorry, on one. But check when you when you go up. Do you think you have room in your your case for a couple of plants? I want you to take for an experiment. Sure, they like flowers up there. Yeah, flowers. Okay. Now we'll Super. have some more music for you. First up is Mr. Lucky and the Gamblers with Take a Look at Me. And then Big Harp with Everybody Pays. 
comes just a walking down the sidewalk. I can't even make a simple small talk. Baby, don't you know that I love you so? Please give me a chance to let you know. Another David's just a minute, please. I say stop and take a look at me. Take a look at me. Come walking down the avenue I the girl I said, hey, what's new? But you didn't even see me standing there Cause you were too busy with the own affair Good time, baby, there's something you should see I said, stop And take a look at me Take a look at me, girl Baby, say you look so fine Sure would like to make your mind on mine But you're too busy with some other jack Who lives on the other side of the track Sugar time, baby, I say this can't be I said stop And take a look at me Take a look at me, please Gonna come to your house right away Steal your heart right away And if that cat's at your house I'm gonna give it a punch in the mouth And from that down I won't have to say Stop And take a look at me Everybody pays. Oh, everybody pays. 
cutting up by your friends are shooting pool and falling deep into their cups while you're showing them your back and trying to wish them all away rest assured my pretty baby rest assured my pretty baby everybody pays everybody pays Uncle Biles caught his foreleg in a twisted thorny wire And he'll throw himself against it till it gives or he expires While the mares are grazing easy on the far side of the gate Rest assured, my pretty baby Oh, rest assured, my pretty baby Everybody pays Everybody pays when you're whistling El Paso on a cold Laredo dawn When you're walking in a world but you're living in a song While you stamp your little tracks onto a vanished seabed's clay Rest assured my pretty baby Oh, rest assured my pretty baby Everybody pays is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. So, I just wanted to let everybody know, tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. in Lake Forest Park at Third Place Books, Jillian Gar, who was interviewed by Spud and Chick a couple weeks ago, will be reading from her book, 100 Things Elvis Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. Super. So, try and check that out. Are you going to be going, Chick? Uh, Chick, hmm. are you... Dude, you're not even what? listening. What? I was listening. What are you doing? I was. I've, I have all these kids in my neighborhood who are like selling Girl Scout cookies right now. So what? Well, so what? They're Girl Scout cookies. You know, I'm yeah, trying I... to figure out like if I buy ten boxes, am I a pig or am I supportive? Are you buying them from each kid? Ten boxes or ten boxes overall? Well, if they knock on the door, I gotta buy. But then I think like I want fifteen because I want like I want. Five of the Samoas, I want five of the mints, and I want five of the peanut butter one. You know, and they can't break them down. So I don't know. Am I a pig if I buy that many, or am I being really helpful for these kids? Well, I think if you buy 15 boxes total and toto overall, you're cool. But, but like, if you're buying 15 boxes from each individual Girl Scout in your neighborhood, that's kind of getting into intervention area. Yeah, yeah but I don't... There's the Samoas I give away as gifts because I don't like the coconut one. They they suck. I'm sorry. That's why you gave those to me? Thanks. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Those were the good ones, though. The, I'm talking about the, the new ones they have now. Those were the old. I gave you old cookies. No, I didn't mean to give you old cookies. Um, I have some mint ones for you in my car. In my what's, mom's what's, car. What's your favorite? The mint ones. I like to take the mint ones and make s'mores out of them. Like I put them on a s'more, on a graham cracker, and then with the... The girl's got mint cookie on it. Well, that sounds delicious. I don't know if you still want bear claws or if, if that's what you want to have tonight. I always want bear claws. So can you put a thin mint s'more on a bear claw? 
You can. Can we try that? Absolutely. All right. Super. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for listening tonight. Thanks so again hungry after this show. to David. And I'm sure it's because we've been talking about food. Yeah, it no. has no other other possible reasons. I'd like to take a moment to point out the fact that the gentleman who wrote and performed the theme song for this show is in the studio tonight. Where? Are you talking about Brian J. Martin? Brian J. Martin. Oh my gosh, Brian J. Martin is live in the studio right now, ladies he and gentlemen. He is the one who says this. Once again. No, that's me. Well, he says something like that. Yeah, Thank he says you. It, says it very well, too. So good night to Brian J. Martin. <laughs> that's him. David, on one. The lovely Chick Hunter, and this is Ivy Quinn. Oh, thank you. Yes, of course, the heels were awesome. And uh, this is Ivy Quinn. So until we meet again, here is Revolver with Get Around Town. Get around town, gentlemen, it's the body's countdown, the body counts down. Get around town, gentlemen, it's the body's countdown, the body counts down. We need someone, we need someone to go to jail for us, to go to jail for us. We need someone, we need someone to go to jail for us, to go to jail for us. To get around town, gentlemen, it's the body's countdown, the body counts down. Get around town, gentlemen, it's the body's countdown, the body counts down. You go to jail for us, you get around town Gentlemen, it's the body's countdown The body counts down, get around town Gentlemen, it's the body's countdown The body counts down Such a drama, such a war The TV jail for us, TV jail for us Such a drama, such a war the TV chain for us, TV chain for us to get around town. Gentlemen, it's the body's countdown, the body counts down. Get around town. Gentlemen, it's the body's countdown, the body counts down. Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Audio engineer, On One, at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Joseph Haley, Digital Operations, and Nevin Smith, In-Studio Production. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Thank you.